Super Talk Mississippi media production. For a free record on my count, seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg today. Luke Johnson is out. Kelly is with me on the phone, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state or online. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good buddies here in Hattiesburg, They're located right next to the Hattiesburg Mall. They're open seven days a week. The food is absolutely great. It's always fresh, and it's always ready for you through drive-through, take-home, or you can even dine in. Kelly Sander and I both know a lot about it. And, uh, Kelly, when it comes to uh, barbecue, you can't really do much better than Dickie's. No, that's for sure. And uh, in the days that we could tailgate, or this year, I guess they're calling it peaceful protesting, uh, (laughs) there's there's nothing better than that. and barbecue with some of the side dishes that they offer at Dickie's. And, of course, the self-serve ice cream. Um, I'm second or third in line, but I'm always glad to let five or six other people behind me go ahead of me so that I can, Get all you want. I, I can enjoy the self-serve. Right. All right, Kelly. So uh, we had kind of a, uh, a show, got a lot of reaction yesterday. I guess we were all a little, uh, little yanked up about the football game uh that occurred Saturday at the Rock. Uh, Twenty-four hours have passed now. Have you got any uh, any new thoughts when you look back on uh, you know the game? And uh, one thing we really didn't get into you with yesterday is, is how the program got to this point. Uh, any thoughts on a Tuesday afternoon? Well, first of all, I, I have to I have to believe Coach Walden when he just said that what that, that was an anomaly. I mean, the people who are uh, at practice every day and, and see these guys perform and know what they're capable of certainly are can certainly give us a better opinion about that. And he says it was an anomaly that they're, they're not, they're normally much better, you know, than they performed. And, and so you hope that going into this Saturday, uh, albeit on the road, you hope that, uh, that that is the case, that they just, it was just a, it was just a clunker, you know, uh, I mean, it was a big clunker, but you hope that, uh, that they can get that uh, behind them. Second of all, and we've talked about this, about the, the overall health of the program, um, and several points have been made about, you know, other people talking about uh, facilities, but but I I don't think you can really accuse, uh, you know, people sometimes get on us about being too critical of the program, but we also want to give credit where credit is due. And Southern Miss has upgraded, you know, facilities in the athletic department. We talked about the the Jeff Bauer Academic Center. We talked about the new volleyball. Uh, complex and you know even if you want to go back a little bit further the new softball field and and the Marshall Bell track and track and field center so but it's as much as they've done it just hasn't seemed to be able to keep up with with other programs around the area we've also talked about with the uh, additions of of Troy and and South I, I just don't think you can under underestimate what South Alabama's football program has done to Southern Miss's recruiting, particularly in the panhandle of Florida. Um, well, when you look at, at some of the good ones throughout the years, a lot of those kids came from, you know, the Clearwater, Pensacola uh, area, 
that that we're just that the Eagles just don't seem to be getting their share of anymore. So, um, and and the strength of the the strength of the MACCC, you know, a lot of kids are saying, look, I can, um, you know, I can go to junior college and then maybe go to a bigger school if if that's their choice. So it's just it's there's so many pieces to the puzzle, Bob, and I'm not good at puzzles. All right. Well, um, here's some news today, Kelly. Marquise McCoy. Uh, he is a junior redshirt wide receiver. He's played in all three games this year, caught uh, two balls for 43 yards in the first three games. He announced yesterday that he's transferring. So that problem continues uh, to, to mount. And, I, you know, I, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I, I think some of the defensive kids that they lost before the season ever started I, has hurt. I never did understand this. They opted out, but they're transferring to another school. I mean – I thought originally the, pers- the, the purpose of opting out, quote-unquote, was so if you didn't feel comfortable playing during COVID-19, you didn't have to play, and you could come back the next year. Uh, opted out and transferring appear to me, Kelly, to be two different things. Yeah, you, when you say opted out, you're, what are you opting out from? You're opting out from a year at the school that you are already at. Right. You know, not – but. But again, the, the, everything has had to be so loose as far as these rules go in this uh, pandemic world that we live in now, and there has not been any precedent. So, um, you know, things are kind of fuzzy as, as far as those things go. Uh, but there were a lot of, off, you know, we talked about Jalen Adams yesterday, you know, leaving prior to the season. Um, and something else I think, Bob, that's going to have to be addressed pretty soon, particularly when it comes to the, to the recruiting part is that if Scotty Wallen's going to be your coach, then they need to, they need to you know, from a, from a recruiting standpoint, they need to let people know Scotty Wallen's going to be the coach. All right? So if these, if these assistants are out there recruiting now, a legitimate question that athletes are going to ask is, well, who's going to be the coach? You know, because lots of times that's what their decisions are based on. Right. But, but if he's not going to be your coach... You know, that's something else that the players need to know. So I, it, it doesn't, what I'm, my point I'm trying to make is it, uh, it doesn't help the future of the program not knowing who's going to be at the helm right. of the program next year. I'm sure you would agree that right now, with all due respect to, uh, to Coach Walden, you couldn't possibly name him as the head coach right now after the, after the two performances under him. Well, well let's, let's say even if they were great performances. Yeah, I still think it would be too early. I, I, you know, I'm just saying that 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 is just one more piece of the puzzle that is that is particularly problematic. Is is when you're recruiting players again, you can't answer that question. Well, who's the coach going to be? Well, I don't know. Right, right. Well, you know, when when you get one, get back to me. You know, that, that kind of thing. So it's just it, that just makes it tougher for the Eagles. I, I think, in all forward. fairness, you 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 can't lay it at his feet right now. What happened Saturday night? I mean, he's. He's only been in charge of the program for two weeks. Now, admittedly, they have not played well uh, under his leadership overall. That's my opinion. Uh, but it's way too early to blame him for all the problems that exist right now with the football program, right? Yeah, and, and I'm not. And I don't mean – I don't mean. I think, I think what I was talking about yesterday, there, there has to be some credence to this, that decisions were made as to, as to who to offer scholarships to, that there was just an error in judgment. Mm-hmm. On on some players, but if if those were the best players that were available, you know that's something that we'll never know. Um, but it's because it's not, and you never want to blame the kids, and you wouldn't. 
but but they were outclassed by a team that's a middle of the road to you know bottom third pick in the AAC, and I mean it wasn't even close. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about, uh, and I, I get the impression some of these are younger fans, younger than you or I, and they poo-poo the history. Who cares about the history? Who cares about what used to be? Blah, 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 blah. I don't think, I just think they lack a perspective of how much has changed. And I hate to say this, but I think this is true. How far the football program has fallen. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but the, the win-loss uh, ratio was two to one, more than two to one wins in the previous thirteen years. Uh, that Jeff Bauer uh, was the last thirteen years he was the coach, and they're far below five hundred in the past thirteen years. Playing a tougher schedule overall in the previous thirteen years, it's been a huge sea change, Kelly. That's fair to say, is it not? It, it is, but but to defense in defense of the students. And we've talked about this a little bit before too. This is a this is a different breed of kid that you're dealing with now. You know, with the onset of all the electronics and social media and things like that. Where I'm going with this is is kids generally forget Mississippi, just go across the country. Kids generally this age are not as sports crazy as we were when we were kids. There were so many other opportunities for entertainment. With kids, you know, with with video games and and their cell phones, and and it's just a whole different dynamic. You know, they don't have to go outside now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get on your if you're going to exercise, you can get on your Peloton indoors, and by way of the internet, you can be uh, acting like you're bicycling the Pacific Coast Highway. Right. You know, out in California. So the the way that that people interact, sports are just not to this generation, generally speaking. Sports are just not that important. And the attendance numbers Show it. from students bear it out. All right, 30 seconds left of this segment, Kelly. I'm going to bring you back at the end of the show if you're good with that. Sure. What is what is the advice? What is the message you would send to Southern Miss fans today about football? Are you in or are you out? You know, because if you're in, they need you more than ever. Um, and it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, it's always easy to, to be riding high, but you're a real fan if you if you you know weather the storm with the rest of the guys because the guys that are there want to be there and they're not going to quit. But, right. no, but clearly, it's tough times. And here would be my message: if you're a Southern Miss graduate and you spend your Saturdays watching the SEC, you're a quote unquote LSU fan, a quote unquote Mississippi State fan. Look yourself in the mirror and remember where you got your college education. Like I said, are you in or are you out? All right, Kelly, I'll call you back here in the last segment. That good with you? All right, buddy. Take care. All right, Scotty Fletcher, Athletics Director at Pearl River Community College, is next. Junior college football back on the plate. We'll talk uh, to Coach Fletcher about that next. Stay with us on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Luke Johnson off for the next couple of days. This segment sponsored by our very good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is a great place to get your school books 
Uh, but if you're done with that, it's a great place to get Southern Miss apparel for your home, for your kids, for your wife, for your house, for your car. Whatever you're looking for, they've got it with the Southern Miss logo at Campus Bookmart. If you prefer to shop online, campusbookmart.net. They are open on Hardy Street Monday through Saturday, and we thank them for their support. Lee Roberts, color analyst for the Golden Eagle Radio Network and former great Conference USA Championship quarterback. He'll be joining us uh, in the next segment. Kelly will be returning uh, in the latter half of the show. But right now we want to go down to Poplarville. Uh, Scotty Fletcher is the athletics director and women's basketball coach at Pearl River Community College. And we asked Coach Fletcher to come on today because this is a big week after much, much debate, a lot of wrangling back and forth, a lot of head scratching and tough decision making. The decision was made to proceed with a rather limited uh, schedule, but nevertheless a schedule of junior college football uh, in the great league here in Mississippi. And it all starts Thursday night. Pearl River uh, Community College will be hosting Mississippi Gulf Coast. And Scotty Fletcher, Athletics Director, joins us. And, Coach, congratulations. I know there's been a lot of work uh, headed into Thursday night. How are you feeling about things? Uh, first and foremost, I would be remiss if I didn't say a special thank you to you and your staff for allowing us the opportunity to come on your show and just share the great things that we have happening here on campus. And like you said, we're, we're extremely excited, um, especially, you know, seeing football and sports on TV. You know, obviously the high school games, we've actually had a few of those on our campus. Um, you know, walking across campus and hearing the band, you know, practice is always just a great feeling. And now we've got the fall weather has finally arrived. So we're extremely excited. But but thank you for the kind words and, and like I said, the opportunity to be with you guys today. You know, Coach, you're, you're a thousand percent right about one thing there's nothing quite like if the weather's cool and you're on a college campus and you hear the band practicing and you, and you just smell football and the return of school in the air uh that's just got to lift everybody's spirits on campuses everywhere and, and no doubt yours absolutely and it's, it's just such a great you know reward uh to walk across campus you know you see all the smiling faces and and you know, like I do, you know, athletics and, and just anything, you know, I don't want to say extracurricular because it is a discipline uh, form that, that, you know, students sacrifice and have spent many of hours practicing their craft. But it's just so, it's so nice to see your string of pearls, your cheerleaders, your band members, um, you know, your football players, uh, your trainers, your student coaches, your student trainers. Um, you know, just, just everybody's always in such a great, you know, just, just a great mood, and I think it sets the tone for campus. Um, you know, I think that energy, you know, uh, affects the classroom and affects your campus environment. And just here at Pearl River, we have supreme leadership. It starts at the top with our president, um, who was also very forward and aggressive and wanting to play this season, uh, even though, like you said, we are a little bit shortened and we took a, a different path compared to the rest of the the members of the NJCAA, and then we also had a fellow member of our league that opted out as well. So, uh, Coach, how have, your, uh, how have your fans responded? I know you're going to have limited seating capacity, but I hear tell that you've sold almost all of your tickets for the opener. We have. We're, we're sold out. We sold out, uh, you know, within 45 minutes. Um, I, I think that's a, a compliment and a credit to Coach Smith. Uh, just his energy and excitement. He, you know, has a tremendous uh, path of success uh, from his previous job, and and just being a local, you know, person with family ties and his roots are established here in Pearl River County. Um, you know, he also played, 
football here, was a quarterback his freshman year, and, uh, you know, finished up here as a great player. Um, you know, got another Southern Miss great, Ty Trahan, who's actually his cousin, um, played for Coach Bauer up there in the, the nasty bunch days. That's his defensive coordinator. So a lot of, lot of roots to the Pearl River County area. Um, and I, I think, and I really would go on record to say this, but if we weren't amidst the COVID restrictions, I really believe that we would have probably set a record, if not broke it, with attendance just because um, we've had a lot of a lot of people that have called up here and showed interest. Just unfortunately, we have to follow the governor's mandate and the health guidelines to make sure we're staying within our capacity. Well, that's great news. And Coach Smith, of course, is your new head coach. And, and uh, I was going to ask you about him. And also, I did want to bring up you kind of you kind of stole my line there in a, in a sense, Coach. You really <laughs> got. Sorry. I mean, no, no, no. You you've got a guy coaching your defense from the real nasty bunch, from when the nasty bunch was really nasty. And I suspect that you're going to see that uh, type of defensive scheme and that kind of defensive aggressiveness from your football team. You're spot on. Uh, you know, Coach Trahan is is not only is he a great football coach with head coaching experience, but He's just also a great father. He's just a great man. He's a true ambassador for our campus. He embodies everything that Pearl River stands for with pride, respect, class, and character. Uh, when you when you meet him, you know, I, I've, I've had breakfast with him several times and, and asked him about his glory days. And, and one thing that I think a lot of people, you know, you, you yourself will remember this, but I did not, even though I grew up watching, you know, Ty and Adelius Thomas and Pinkston and Gideon and that bunch to just, you know, in, in the – that middle of the 90s when they were just so dominant, of course, right. throughout Coach Bauer's tenure. But but Ty showed me a picture of the freshmen that all came in. And there were Ty and there was, I think, two or three other guys that was a true freshman that year that did not redshirt. And um, Ty's got the picture, and they're actually a picture of the freshman group that came in that year inside the rock. And uh, Ty um, you know, showed me that picture, and he says, you know what's crazy about this? And he's naming pro, you know, pro after pro after pro. And he says, he says, Fletch. He said, I didn't even, I didn't even redshirt. These guys redshirted. And uh, you know, he played with AD at Dallas time. I mean, it was just, just a remarkable group. But, but you're right. He's, he's, he's uh, going to be aggressive defense. He, he knows football in and out. Um, and just, man, just we're just so blessed and lucky to have him. As well as the rest of Coach Smith's staff here. Yeah, we think uh, we think your program is in great hands with Coach Smith and Coach Strahan and uh, and the other men have been assembled. Now, I want while I have you on the phone, I want to reach ahead a little bit. I know you're involved in basketball. I know some basketball. I want to say NAIA basketball has been pushed back, uh, not starting until January, if I have that right. And if I'm wrong about that, Coach Knight will call and correct me. But I, I think I'm right about that. What is the plan now for junior college basketball moving forward, Coach? It's actually the same thing. Uh, you know, we will start in January as well. Um, we had to submit a 60-day consecutive practice to our league commissioner, and uh, we can be allowed to scrimmage up to three dates in the fall and then two dates before our season of competition starts in January. So, um we will right now it's you know it's, it's a different time but we are considered a spring sport um so when we return back from the christmas holidays we will not be able to, to do anything with our prospective teams until january the 4th 
Well, can you explain the logic behind that decision? And I know you did not make it, but uh, I'm just going to ask you from a layman's standpoint, why, why is it safe to play football, but it's not safe to play basketball? Uh, What's the difference? Yes, sir. I think that's a very valid point. Um, If I had to, if I had to tie it down, I would say that I know that from a standpoint, a a lot of your um, universities and four-year colleges, and even obviously two years, have pushed up the um, calendar as it relates to the fall semester ending right there around Thanksgiving or before. Um, I think that we're expecting, and, and by no means do I have a health degree as it relates to the COVID pandemic, but I think that there's such a, um, a strong approach that we will receive a second wave. So I think a lot of your four-year colleges and um, universities in, in two years, just higher learning, is trying to push that date to where they will finish right around Thanksgiving so that, that students will be off campus during the height and flu month as well as the winter months. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully that while they're home, that will restrict travel a little bit. And then when we come back, hopefully the numbers will be a little bit more down or at least consistent with a downward trend that would allow us to participate, um, you know, there, there in the spring. I think we were just afraid to kind of get it started, our season to get interrupted, uh, and then and then postponed um, until the spring. Well, hopefully, Coach, we'll have a good vaccine here by the end of the year, and uh, we can all put this nightmare behind us and uh, and get everybody's life back to normal. Well, congratulations uh, on the kickoff of football. I know you have to be real excited about your new coaching staff. Uh, any last-minute thoughts you might have uh, for Pearl River fans that may be listening today? Uh, yes, sir. Just there will be no tickets available uh, for game day purchase at the gate. So we've had a lot of uh, people share interest and receive a lot of emails and phone calls asking would they be able to walk up and purchase a ticket. So we're trying our best. We have a phenomenal sports information director, Patrick Oates. He does a phenomenal job of spreading that. So uh, social media outlets will be the best avenue for retaining information. But we have po- uh, sold all of our tickets. So there'll be no walk-up tickets available. Um, and then we, again, thank you guys so much for having us. It's a, it's a true honor and privilege to be on the Eagle Hour and to share some time with you guys on a special day. It's always our pleasure, and we wish you great success Thursday night against Mississippi Gulf Coast, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Coach Scotty Fletcher, everybody, Athletics Director at Pearl River Community College, hosting Mississippi Gulf Coast Thursday night, 7 o'clock in Poplarville. Junior College football is back. We hope you enjoy it. Lee Roberts next. We're going to analyze the uh, Tulane Southern Miss football game next on the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank uh, Coach Scotty Fletcher from Pearl River Community College, Athletics Director from PRCC for joining me. Uh, great to see junior college football coming back Thursday night. That's a great caliber of, uh, of football. And so if you get a chance, uh, be sure you check out uh, some J.C. football uh, this fall. They're going to play a six-game schedule, and it all starts Thursday night, Pearl River hosting Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Lee Roberts, former great quarterback for the Golden Eagles, Conference USA champion, and now color analyst for the Southern Miss Radio Network joins us. 
as he does every week. Uh, Lee, always good to have you on the show, uh, talking to you before we went on the air. Just a tough afternoon uh, Saturday if you're a Southern Miss fan, as you and I, of course, are. Uh, your analysis of uh, of what happened and uh, and how things turned so badly so quickly. You know, well, I'll, I'll just start by saying this: when when we looked at the schedule and saw we had three home games, I thought those were going to be, uh, you know, really in our favor, hoping that you'd win two out of those three at the at the least. And you know, knowing that we've had three home games and now three losses. Um, you know, that, that really does hurt. We, we finally get to go on the road this week. Maybe the change of scenery will be good. But back, back to your question, I, I really feel like, and even talking to the coaches yesterday, I really feel like as fast as we got started was a good thing, but also possibly could have been a bad thing. You know, we were doing a lot of great things offensively, the, the two quick scores and then the interception that set up their first touchdown. That was a slight change of momentum. And then, as you and I were talking, I think the targeting call um, on their third down where Central Latham, a great football tackle, you know, but because I guess they hit helmet to helmet, they're going to go with a, a targeting call. We lose him the rest of the game. Now you give them a first down and an opportunity to go get points. And, uh, you know, a good, a fo- good football team that, that is handed opportunities, it makes it very, very difficult on you. And so a, a quick change of momentum – and uh, obviously, Southern Miss just really couldn't get anything else going. A, a big second half, Tulane did what they needed to, running the football. And, uh, you know, outside of our really first half or first quarter, throwing the football, um, we were very effective there. But it really it really shut down again. It did hurt probably not having Tim Jones in the lineup as well. So just kind of across the board, really missing missing some of those veteran players. Now, you played for a football team that always played really good defensive football uh, as a quarterback, as an offensive player, how tough does it become psychologically when your defense is just getting beat off the line of scrimmage and unable to slow your opponent down? Well, the one thing that you have a tendency to try to do is to try to press things. And you know, as a quarterback, that's some good, some bad. Um, but you got to just take take things in stride. You don't want to try to get everything back at one time. I mean, just start to chip away. And, you know, there was – several points in the game where we had opportunities to try to start chipping away but obviously late when we're down you know three touchdowns or so it makes it makes it pretty difficult and you know it, it is frustrating to to watch and to see guys getting beat up front um you know take take nothing from you know our our lack of performance i think Tulane was really good up front a couple players that were very experienced on both sides of the football and we knew going in that it was going to be a, a battle there at the line of scrimmage, and, and it was, and they were even better than I anticipated. Uh, you mentioned Tim Jones. He's been injured. He was really dominant, really playing well when uh, he pulled a hamstring. Jalen Adams, of course, opted out earlier this year. And then we found out today that Marquise McCoy, a, a junior, uh, Richard Jr. wide receiver, number 87, that played in all three games, is transferring out. So, Right now, the uh, the receiver core pretty depleted, and it really uh, it really emphasizes the the need to get Tim Jones healthy. Yes, I mean that's a that's a huge need, regardless if McCoy is here or not. I think getting Tim Jones healthy is a, a big concern and a big thing that Southern Miss needs. I mean he he's he's the guy that returned from the wide receiver spot with any playing experience whatsoever. I mean, I think you, what you've seen is, you know, Brownlee, Jason Brownlee, uh, really improving, um, and, and others. But, 
they they need that senior leader. Even though Tim Jones is not a guy that's going to be a rah-rah guy, he's not going to be a guy that is going to say a whole lot of things. He leads by example, and uh, what he does on the football field will filter to what the other wide receivers can do as well. And, you know, and Coach Walden, talking to him yesterday, he knew that with Jones not healthy that somebody needed to step up, and I think that's going to be another opportunity this week as well if Tim Jones is uh, not ready to go. But but you're right, having not having him in the lineup was, a, was definitely a big blow. I said going into the game Tuesday uh, that I thought the offense was playing well enough to win football games. And in the first half, I thought they played pretty well in the first half here. Uh, you were really good at your position. Analyze our quarterback play and our overall offensive output so far. You know, I know we want to run the football a lot better. Um, against Louisiana Tech, we, we did. We didn't run it as well Saturday against Tulane, but again, pretty good pretty good team up front. Um, D. Baker was able to come in and, and have a, an explosive run, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to help us now that he's back playing as well. He had a shoulder injury, but uh, four, four different running backs can be good, can be bad. I mean, you really don't have one guy that is your, your go-to runner. I think they're still trying to find out their identity. They're all, all kind of different, but those guys will allow us to, to really open things up, and that'll help Jack Abraham. He did. He had a really good first half. I think he threw 200-and-something yards just in the first quarter alone, a big touchdown to Jason Brownlee, which helps, an 88-yard um, pass and touchdown. So that, that definitely helps your numbers. But I, I feel like late in the game, you know, there was opportunities for Jack probably to continue through his progression that he, he didn't. Um, and, and two, he's got to be able to step up in the pocket a little bit as well to try to let the plays develop. They had a really good pass rush on the edge. Um, but sometimes you just got to, you got to squeeze it a second longer. And, and I think when you're playing well, you know, Jack does a lot of things great. And, uh, there's times when, when you're down, he just tries to press things a little bit too much. Isn't a lot of it too confidence and how well overall the teams play? You know, sort of like in baseball, when one or two guys starts hitting, it seems to get contagious. And next thing you know, you know, everybody, everybody coming up to the plate is hitting the ball. Is there a similarity in football when the team is playing well, the quarterback just plays with a little more swagger, maybe a little more confidence? You know, I think it, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, a, a contagious atmosphere, contagious. Um, team effort, it, it all is, is very good, and that will play in, into how your performance is. And, you know, and, and it kind of goes the other way as well. I mean, if Jack is playing well, the receivers are carrying themselves better. The offensive line's feeling better about themselves. Running backs as well, and that will filter over to the defense. So, you know, I think what we need is just somebody in those desperate times to, to step up and make a play. And, uh, you know, there's, there's times that we've had a big interception that's has helped us out, and then there's times where we've really hurt ourselves. And, and one, we definitely have to eliminate those negative plays because when you're starting to lose confidence and you have negative plays, it's just like a double-edged sword. Mm. I'm going to guess, I think I'm right, I don't think you ever played on a team that took a, took a whipping quite like uh, what we saw uh, Saturday. But when you take a bad defeat, what do you have to do as a player to bounce back, Lee? You know, it's just all about regrouping and, you know, just, you know, starting with the offense, starting with the defense and special teams. I mean, each phase has got to perform it. And we know that. I mean, we knew that, like I said, Tulane was a very, very good um, team up front defensively, but they were a very good special teams uh, team as well. And so I think you find an advantage 
uh, against who your opponent is, and you try to take advantage of that, and uh, whether it's whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. So I think just kind of regrouping, um, and I think they did that Sunday night, getting back on the practice field, just trying to get some kinks ironed out, and you know, and, and I think Coach Scotty Walton is is doing a, a really good job. A very tough situation to come in. Um, he's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of great um, ideas, and it's just a matter of. I know the guys are starting to believe, but it's really all about that confidence. And, and I think once they get that win on their belt, I think you'll you possibly could see a difference in this program. All right, North Texas on the road uh, Saturday night. Uh, we haven't seen a lot out of them. They didn't play last week because of uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, never easy, I, I'm thinking, to win on the road. Then you have Florida Atlantic home, and then two more road games, a 3-1 and one UTEP team, maybe the most improved team in the league so far this year, uh, and then a tough road game uh, to Liberty. So uh, it doesn't get any easier, does it, Lee? You know, it doesn't. And having that open week early in the season, knowing that you have uh, a string of 11 straight uh, football games makes that tough in uh, just in and in of itself. But you know, I'm excited. I think the team's excited just to kind of – you obviously want to play at the Rock because that's where your support is. That's where your advantage is. You know, but now just the opportunity to try to go on the road and to try to do something. And, you know, maybe that's what these guys need, just, uh, you know, a, a weekend to, you know, gel in the hotel, gel in the team meeting rooms, and an opportunity to try to get something on the road I think I think could be good. But you're right, a, a North Texas team that in the past has been very, very good. Coach Luttrell over there has done a great job, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll have to go play our best for sure. No question. I guess you guys leave Thursday and uh, or Friday. When do you leave? Thursday or Friday? Yeah, we'll leave uh, Friday afternoon is when we'll leave. Friday afternoon. All right. Well, we'll be watching Saturday night. Good. Uh, extend our best wishes to the team and our best hopes for a good night. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay. Sounds good, Bob. Appreciate it. All you. right, man. Thank you, Lee Roberts. Everybody, play by play. Uh, color analyst, I should say, for the Golden Eagle Radio Network Conference USA Championship quarterback, All Conference USA, Lee Roberts, really one of the best to play. In the black and gold, Kelly Sander, one of the best to be on the Eagle Hour, and he'll be back right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Lee Roberts for joining us here on the Eagle Hour. Appreciate his input each and every week. A color analyst, of course, for the Southern Miss Radio Network. This segment sponsored by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you get the eight ninety five lunch five days a week. The best shrimp poor boys. In Hattiesburg, Luke and Brandon and our guys uh, not only ate their share, but mine and Kelly's share down there last Friday. And uh, we're going to get them back for that eventually when uh, Kelly and I can go back. But if you're looking for a great lunch, great sandwich, uh, really, there's really no other place to go besides a 4th Street Barn Grill. Also, want to thank uh, Hattiesburg Toyota for their sponsorship of the show. Can't buy a better vehicle. Kelly Center can testify to the durability and reliability of Toyotas. They've got a great selection at Hattiesburg Toyota, and uh, they make buying very easy, and we thank them. And Kelly, can't beat a Toyota, can you, brother? Yeah, a lot of people are amazed that I can get into a smaller Toyota. You know, right. so I mean, you can you know adjust the chairs and 
you can't beat that 800 miles a gallon for the gas. You know, whatever, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I know yeah. a lot of broadcast engineers drive Toyota trucks with 300, 400,000 miles on them. So, uh, secret there. All right, Kelly, so I want to I want to get to, I know you have some COVID stuff you want to share, but I want to ask you a question. It kind of struck me. Uh, and I, I say this honestly, this is not a dig at anybody, but we all know that Ole Miss has had its problems with the NCAA uh, as of recent uh, years, and that's one of the reasons that Hugh Freeze is now coaching at Liberty. And uh, they bring in Lane Kippen, who's no stranger to a little controversy, and right out of the gate, all of these teams this year have these little props they have on the sidelines when they make an interception uh, or make a touchdown. Southern Miss was using Mardi Gras beads, et cetera. They were using a... I think a stuffed dog the week before, but Ole Miss chooses to use a bag, a fake bag of money that they're handing out to all of their players after they do something uh, good against uh, Florida Saturday. I just found that a little uncomfortable. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I, when I saw that on TV, I, I thought the exact same thing, Bob. And then to talk to some of the players, they were disappointed because they opened up the bag and there was only ten thousand in it. <laughs> <laughs> a pay cut in the middle of yeah cabinet. yeah they're going i mean if, if we're going to get in trouble let's at least right. make it worth it you know? but a little distasteful don't you think maybe maybe uh, insensitive for sure um insensitive, and, and i would be surprised i would be surprised if if the ad up there didn't have a conversation with you know kiffin because kiffin obviously wasn't at old miss so he might not be as up to speed as he needs to be on some of the entanglements right. that old miss has had with the ncaa right uh, yeah i i think a little uncomfortable, but, you know, yeah. I'm sure – I think you're probably right. I, I'm pretty sure the athletic director will address that. All right, you've got some COVID news and not necessarily good. Yeah, it's not going away, Bob. Uh, more and more high school teams across the state now, Mississippi Gulf Coast in particular, uh, canceling some games the next couple of weeks. The Gulfport Admirals have just announced on social media that they are canceling their next couple of games against uh, West Harrison. That West Harrison game has been canceled. Also, their game with Hancock has been canceled because of COVID. Hancock, meanwhile, the Hancock Hawks have uh, canceled their game with with St. Martin um, coming up. And two NFL teams, the Tennessee Titans, have suspended their office operations because of a COVID outbreak. And now the Minnesota Vikings say that they're they until they get their test results back, they're a little bit uh, leery as to what their situation might be. So we may now start seeing... Uh, scattered NFL cancellations or postponements here along the way. So again, it's um, it's it's not going anywhere. This virus, and of course, odds makers that that throws everything into you know into craziness too as to what the odds are. Although tonight you can get even money uh, for Joe Biden knowing his name. Well, I understand. As we were coming into the break, uh, Joe was waking up from his nap, and uh, they were getting him, uh, you know, filling him up on Insure and oatmeal, uh, getting him ready for uh, for later tonight. You want to place? You want to place an odds uh, on on that uh, event tonight, Kelly? I, I'm telling you, you talk about reality TV. I this and the phrase "I can't wait" gets way overused. <laughs> this tonight ought to be classic. Uh, I, I, I really cannot wait to watch a televised debate tonight between Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump. Safe to say that Trump is not nervous as we speak. Uh, he's just going to be himself. Right. You know, I, I would think. I don't. That's one of the things that people like about him is that he's, there's only one way for him to be, and that's, that's himself. And he doesn't worry necessarily about 
political correctness or whatever. Well, I, I just think it'll be real entertaining. I uh, did hear a rumor that Corn Pop is going to be in the audience, and if, if he gets a little too out of hand, Big Joe's going to summon Corn Pop to the stage. Well, you never know what might happen. It might be like a Geraldo's uh, outbreak on the stage. Uh, right. And, and, course, and we know Joe's hairs, his white hairs on his legs are going to stand up as well, right? Well, the the people probably, when I mentioned uh, the, the Geraldo incident on stage, probably half of our listeners don't, don't know what. <laughs> no, it's a good thing Luke is not here. He, he'd be on his computer. What is he talking about? What, what is he talking about? Yeah. So everything is on, Bob, for North Texas on, uh, on Saturday. All right, we're going to have a representative. We're going to have their play-by-play guy on the show tomorrow. The word we got yesterday was everything was a go. So, they, of course, okay. they didn't play this past week. But apparently they got that cleared up, and uh, right now everything is go for 6.30 Saturday night. Uh, same channel as it was on last week, and Kelly, the Golden Eagles really, really need to step it up and break this six-game losing streak. And just like I said in that first segment, either you're in or you're out, I want you to know my alma mater of Iowa State is playing Oklahoma mm. at the exact same time that I will be watching the Eagles against the Mean Green. There you go. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Kelly and I, that is. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top, baby. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.